You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. 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 Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation 2 to 7 p.m. Central Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And yuck. Yuck. Yeah. That's all you can say. Brian is yuck to that entire performance that the Cowboys put out there in a 31 to 10 beat down at the hand of the Buffalo Bills. I guess just to uh, kick things off here, your your biggest takeaway coming out of this game, Brian. Didn't expect Buffalo to have as much success running the football as they did. Um, they were clearly committed to it, and I think they were clearly committed to it because Dallas's offense did nothing against Buffalo. And I've, I've started to understand this, that – when Dallas's offense does not have success and does not make opponents one-dimensional, there could be a problem for Dallas's defense. And I, I, you have to give Joe Brady a lot of credit uh, for the game plan they had offensively with his commitment to running the football. But you have to give uh, bigger props to uh, to Sean McDermott and the defensive staff for what they were able to do. You know, play, you know, rush four, you know, drop, you know, five underneath two behind, drop four or, you know, four in the across, three in the back. They made, they made their zone coverages hold up in this football game. And, uh, and when Dallas struggles offensively and doesn't put up points, that puts a lot of pressure on their defense because their defense is built to, as we, and we say built in a way, they're built, they're one of the best teams in the National Football League when it comes to getting after the passer. And when you don't throw the ball against them, 
now they have to play run defense. And that has become a problem for this team because Dan Quinn and the defensive coaches have tried to mask the issues that they've had at linebacker with the, the, the injuries to Overshone and to Leighton Vander Esch and to, and to that, that crew. They, they don't have the depth there. They're trying to play with safeties, as we've seen. For the most part, it works out. It works out when you have a lead or you're trying to, per, uh, to get after the passer. That works. But the, the two things that Buffalo had to fear going into this game was Dallas's big playability on offense and Dallas's pass rush. And they didn't have to deal with either of those in that football game yesterday. Yeah, this was a just a a beat down across the board for the for the Cowboys. This was one that I, I mean, I, I I don't want to put it on a level with San Francisco because I, I think that I think it was a different it, beat down. Yeah, in San Francisco there was to be honest, and they'll tell you this. I think the players will. There was some quit in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that this was quit other than the very last James Cook touchdown that looked like nobody wanted to actually pursue the oh, final they, ten they yards. All got blocked. You, they were just it looked like on the yeah. last 10 yards though they were just like go ahead whatever no, it, and yeah, so yeah. but this this was just a good old-fashioned beatdown. they just they they kicked your ass up and down the field in every way possible and i do kind of look at it and go there are a couple different things on that first quarter that i know it was a a manhandling but you look at it and go is this game any different if demarcus lawrence doesn't get the roughing the passer on that third down stop is this game any different if you then throw on top that Dak hits Brandon Cooks on that ball where he got behind the secondary? Is it any different if Sam Williams doesn't get called for roughing the punter? If those three things go your way, that's potentially a you know a, a swing from 14-0 at, at that point or 14-3 or whatever it was to you're talking about at most Buffalo probably picks up three and then you've got seven and, and you coming out of that as a, a net positive. And then maybe this entire game looks different. The way you call this game looks different. But, I mean, those things didn't go the Cowboys' way. No. And, and not through any – I'm not pointing any fingers at refs to say, oh, you didn't get those calls. Those, those were calls that I think were fair. But, man, this is, this is a disappointing game, I think, because this was the one that you felt like was the best game left on the schedule to tell you if things were going to be different against San Francisco the next time. And what we saw yesterday, Brian, to me, is that football team that was out there, if that same – group of players and that that same team takes the field against san francisco yesterday san francisco beats him by 32 again that was my take was that san francisco probably beats him by 32 once again yeah i i think that um you know you gave me the opportunity to say my my part of it and uh i just felt like though that dallas's ability to score puts teams in a lot of hurt and it yep. makes it makes teams have to think about how they want to run their offense differently because you get behind. You know, we, we saw Carolina. Carolina kept the game close with the Cowboys, and then, you know, they just weren't good enough at the end. You know, Dallas mm-hmm. found a way. But what did Carolina do? If, if Carolina was somehow captured the lead, Carolina could have just ran the ball. You know, Carolina, Dallas was making enough mistakes defensively with their fits and some of the things that they were trying to do tackling um they they were making some mistakes in that area you know carolina just couldn't get they couldn't run the ball uh uh you know or they couldn't get the score to the way that it just you know became like the okay hey we're going to be committed to running the football buffalo was committed they clearly were committed and and you know what they were okay with you running the ball they they were they, they they were fine with that 
the way that they played, they were totally okay with you running the ball. They just didn't want to give up the big play. Whether it's too deep, single high, bracket coverage, they, they did not want to give up the big play. You know, and 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 Dak missing that ball or missing the ball to Cooks, that that was that was something, you know, if you're Buffalo, you breathe a sigh of relief because you were beaten. The best route combination they ran all day. And they had a couple of them, or I shouldn't say. But the best one that I saw, because what the one thing that we've seen Dallas do when they're on it, when they're on it on offense, the route combinations, the the ins, the outs, the the combinations of the tight ends and the receivers, and then okay, we're going to free somebody, and that allows this guy to run behind, and then you know now you got big plays. Yeah, you know that that didn't happen in this game, and they missed on that big ball. But the the thing was. The route by Lamb coming underneath or across put Taylor Rapp in a situation where he stepped up to take the route thinking that he was going to throw the dig. And now the ball's going over the top. You did exactly what the play design was for. Draw the safety out of the out of, of coverage, put him down, and then make the ball go over the top. And they missed a play. They missed a big opportunity there uh, to do that. So yeah. You know, that, that's how the game went for the Cowboys yesterday. Your quarterback was not as good as he has been in the past. The offensive line had some problems, you know, except with some of the run block and stuff, the protection. You know, we saw the, some, one of the sacks where the Cowboys, I can't remember where I've seen Smith and Smith look as bad as they did on the one sack that, you know, that, uh, that Phillips yeah. got. They, yep. they tried to man the twist. And when's Dallas manned the twist? When have they done that? With, you know, it's usually we see Smith and Smith, bum 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 bum. You know, they mm-hmm. they pass that thing off and like the, you know, or they stab it and they stop the penetrator and then it makes the looper have to run the hump. You know, but they that they, they, that's Dallas was not getting it done offensively yesterday. And as bad as the defense was against the run, there were some things with the Dallas offense. But again, I'm giving Sean McDermott and his crew a lot of credit over on the defensive side of the ball. They didn't give up big plays. They 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 almost did, but as the game, you know, when you start to go on drives where, you know, 10, 12 plays and take off massive amounts of time off the clock, you know, they they had a nine minute drive, I believe it was for a field goal. Yep. You know, that that's, that's fifteen play drive. That's killer. That's killer. That that you know, Josh Allen doesn't have to throw the ball if that's the case. Yeah. So uh Buffalo, they hey, you know, team that had to have a win. But but I also felt like going in this game, Dallas needed to have a win too. You know, just to the things you were talking about. Just to the just for that psyche of like, hey, we've gone on the road and got a quality victory. Elements were, you know, potentially bad, but we managed that, managed the crowd, managed a managed a, a really good team, you know? All that yeah. it just it's like they peed down their leg again. You know? It's just like they completely and I'm going to say this, though, you know, with McCarthy and all that, you know, he, he had a hand in this. He had a hand in this. You know, I'm, an, I'm sure we're going to talk about the challenge that wasn't the challenge. You know, yeah. they call it a blind challenge. You know, he said, you know, I wasn't sure. You know what? The game was going in a way where the, your momentum was you were you were getting you were getting beat. You need you to take need, the risk. You needed to take that risk. And I always get on coaches about this. Know the condition of your team. Be able to manage the game. To me, that's worth a timeout in the first half to make sure that play could have gone our way. 
That, yeah. that, that, that was, it was that important to me sitting in our studios at 105.3, the fan. I'm like, you got to use a timeout. I don't, you don't have to challenge it. Use a timeout and take a look at this. You know, I think he carried a timeout into the half. He did. That could have been the one you used that on. See, and, and I you don't, could, you would have, you would have won the challenge because the ball was out. That's, that's clearly, see, that's the things. And you wonder why you go and lose games like that. You know, you wonder why. And maybe this sickness and all this stuff. I'm not making excuses for them. You know, I'm not making, you know, Cowboys have been playing well, but they did not play well at all yesterday. They it wasn't even close. Didn't even play. Didn't even play to the level that you know that we've seen them play. Offensively, mm-hmm. defensively, special teams. You got to block that ball, Sam Williams. I'm sorry, you got to. But you know another thing, Bones Fossil. You better tell your head coach what you're doing on some of these blocks if you're going to go after the ball. Because yeah. you got your ass ripped for it, you know? But you know what? I give Bones Fossil credit. The first time they r- rushed the punter, they should have blocked that one too. But, you know, here, here, you know, they, 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 they catch Buffalo trying to get Hamlin, the personal protector, out. And it's all when Sam Williams, all he has to do is beat Ferguson, the center, and he does. That should have been a block ball either in the end zone or Dallas's ball down there. But it wasn't. That's the yeah. kind of those are the kinds of things that cause you to lose football games, you know. Yeah, and, I, 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 it was a game. It was interesting. It seems like such a small moment, but the first time James Cook had that pile up, and they just rugby twelve pushed, yards. They rugby pushed the team an extra like eight yards down the yeah. field. Yeah, was I, I saw that play and I was like, they might be in trouble today. Like, and that's so early, and it's such a small thing, but it speaks so much to. This question that plagued them a couple years ago, Brian, about physicality and toughness. There, there's going to be some questions about physicality and toughness coming out of this. Mike McCarthy took a question about it in the postgame show or, or in the, the postgame press conference. He didn't like the question very much. Um, we'll talk to Jerry Jones on, on Tuesday. We'll try to find the most palatable way to ask him about, you know, hey, is, is there any question here about the, the physicality that your football team played with? I think in general, the defense has has played pretty physical. I think the offensive line is a physical group for the most part. But it's it's troubling that when you got a chance to show it again, you got the chance to show it in San Francisco, you got the chance to show it this week in Buffalo, that it, it's twice now that the chance to show that you are a physical, tough football team, it didn't happen. It didn't come to fruition. And those are the games that you're going to play that are, are going to be most like January playoff football. And you've fallen short both times you've gotten beat by a combined 50 points yeah I, I i mean i think that you're you're dead on uh with that you know bobby um i don't know if it was a physicality issue yesterday i mean i'm, I'm saying you know I'm, I'm i'm i know what you're i know the direction you're going here i do believe and you, you talk about the push and the rugby scrum and all that and it happened a couple of different times but I, I think that to, when I look at it, I look at the way that Buffalo blocked your front seven. I, I look at that. And I, and I say, you know, the pullers, the down blocks, you know, the way they scheme, the you know, two backs on the field, uh, you know, 22 personnel, 21 personnel, have, you know, the, you know, the Johnson, the back go inside and block on, you know. There were scheme things that Joe Brady did in that game that were really creative with the way that they were able to run the football. I mean, but there was some times too where it was just straight hand the ball and then, you know, maybe you got things solid on one side and bam, the ball goes out the back door. 
You know, it, is that fits? Is that assignment? Is that being in place? You know, all these things started coming through my mind. I, if it, it was if it was one thing where they were just coming off the ball and hammer, but they were getting into blocks. And and and, and I know somebody's out there will like, well, Dan Broadus, did you see your LSU guy Clark get driven twenty yards down the field? Yeah, I did. But I thought that Buffalo did a great job of their blocking schemes of shielding, scooping, double teaming, getting guys to second level. It, it it was it was beautiful the way that they they way they operate their offense. I mean, I got I, it, sometimes you get in games where you just feel like you're getting your ass handed to you, and everybody's getting knocked off the ball, knocked off the ball, knocked off the ball. I thought Buffalo did a great job of securing guys, getting in guys' way, and Dallas couldn't get off those blocks in order to to make plays. Now maybe that maybe that's a physicality issue right there, but I I, I think there's I think there was some really outstanding scheming going on there that Buffalo took advantage of. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, Brian, so the, the run defense is obviously it's, – it's really interesting because this is the first time all year they've allowed a 100-yard rusher was to James Cook, and yet it feels like this has been a problem all year. And it has, but Arizona, San Francisco, those teams ran the ball on you pretty, pretty effectively. Uh, is the run defense something that is just you've got to hope it doesn't kill you? Or is, it, or, or is there stuff that's about this that's fixable down the stretch? Dan Quinn today talked about – he felt like it was tackling, it was poor tackling, it was, uh, you know, mainly that, that it was maybe some over-pursuit at times. Sure. Do you think that the the run defense is fixable, or or at least, you know, are you able to slap a Band-Aid on it for a playoff run? Okay, light box. Light box. I'm going I'm to throw some numbers at you. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. some tired head here right now. You ready? Hit me. Light box, six or fewer. Uh, they saw that 28% of the time in the game. Buffalo did. They had seven runs. This is James Cook. This is by the James Cook stats. James Cook had seven carries for 64 yards. That's 9.1 yards per carry. He had two runs that were 10 yards plus. So out of seven runs, he had two that were 10 yard plus. Success rate, 71%. That's when you get four yards or more on a carry. So seven carries, 64 yards. Light box, six or fewer what they call neutral box, which is seven, seven in the box, neutral. 10 carries, 76 yards, 7.6 yards per carry. Success rate, 70%, four yards or better. Runs of 10 yards plus, four. So when they had neutral box, when they were 
when they should have been able to handle it, it's hat on hat, they had 10 carries for 76 yards in that time. Stack box, eight or more in the box. 32% of the time Dallas did this. Eight carries, 39 yards, 4.9 yards per carry. Success rate, 50%. One, one carry of 10-plus yards. They had almost five yards a carry against stack box against you. Brutal. You know, think about that. And you want to know where they ran? Outside left. Outside left went for 10 carries for 82 yards, 8.2 per carry is where they went there. I told you this. Outside right, four carries for 31 yards, 7.8 per carry. Inside left, five carries, 23 yards. That's 4.6. That's inside left. Inside right, six carries, 43 yards, 7.2 per carry. They had two runs of 10 yards plus. Outside left, 10 carries for 82 yards. Mm. Well, and it's you know not what? Controlling I, I mean, the edge. No, that's it's not controlling the edge at all. And, 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 you, and you know what? what? You're, you're going up. You're going up against a team next week that, that likes to spread things out and attack you on the edges and and run the ball on the edges. They're they're in. I'm concerned what this Miami game is going to look like for Dallas next week it, because of you think how it could Buffalo, be like Denver earlier in the year. <laughs> it, it's just like you know what you're going to run that. Uh, what was that old uh, Washington uh, Chicago 70, 73 to nothing oh. game? Oh, the, the old 73 to nothing game where you just ran it, you know, for 600 yards. Yeah, it just it feels like a game that Mike Forty, I think that would be. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mike McDaniel's going to turn on the tape of this game and go, why shouldn't I run the ball 60 times against this yeah. team? Yeah. And, and, and there's ran, not he, a good answer for it. He, he, there was a, there was a video clip of him one time saying, guys, try and talk me out of this, but I'm going to run, I'm about to run this ball. He ran it 10 straight times. Yeah. Is what he did. He, he has no problem doing it mm-hmm. at all. And, and, if, and that's not if it was Dallas is in a bad San Francisco spot right did too. See the thing, the thing that the, the, the defense, the defense mechanism or that's the wrong word. The, the, the thing that Dallas has to hope for in the Miami game, and this could be, this is going to be hard. Their offense has got to show up in this game. It has to, because like I said, Bobby, Dallas puts so much pressure on you offensively to score along with them. And running the football doesn't always – now, Miami could say, hey, we'll keep them off the field. If you're going to let me drive three – have three drives of 10, to, 10 or more plays for 75 yards a crack, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to – I'm not going to let Dallas's offense get on the field. I'm, the next three weeks are going to – next two weeks are going to be a problem for Dallas. Miami's going to be a problem and Detroit's going to be a problem. Just, be, just from the, the, the aspect of running the field. Now, I just looked at the metrics for Miami, but it's like the second best running team in the league. You know, this they, is going to be an Mostert issue. Mostert and Achan are going to be very difficult for them. Yeah, and it, and the speed. You don't see speed like the Dolphins now, but the Dolphins have been really up and down. They've had some up and down, you know, up and down games. But Dallas, so this, is, this is going to be a little bit like looking in a mirror that Miami yeah. team because that that Miami team has had a lot of the same criticism Dallas sure. has had. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so I, you know, down it, it. This team is only going to be as as great as Dallas rushes the passer. This team is only going to go as far as its offense. That's my opinion. I, I just you Dallas's offense puts people, like I said, in a bad spot. It makes you one dimensional dimensional. It makes you chase points. You you get you get you get 
thrown into having to deal with pressure. You have to get in to deal with blitzes. You know, they tax you when they when they when they when they sense blood in the water. Well, you saw it in Seattle. You know, yeah. the, the, you saw it. In, I, me personally, I would take a game Dallas and Miami likes Dallas Seattle. If I knew that just kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting, and you and Seattle found, uh, Dallas found three three stops, three fourth down stops to to end that game. But that's that's how the best way to to keep Dallas's defense from getting exposed even more is about their offense, and that's a lot of pressure on Mike. It's a lot of pressure on Dak. It's a lot of pressure on the offensive line, C.D. Lamb, those guys. It's they they have to. They can't go out there and roll another stinker out there like they did against uh, Buffalo. Yeah, and it does. It doesn't sound like you feel like from what you saw. It doesn't sound like Buffalo gave any sort of a blueprint. I mean, look, we we talked about this, uh, you know, in the final show we did leading up to it. That you know, we had said that there was there was an unlikelihood that Buffalo, like if you watch Buffalo this year, the way they attack teams. Buffalo was not going to let you hit them over the top. Like they did, they refused to do it against Philadelphia. They refused to do it against Kansas City. They don't let, they just, they will say, fine, take everything underneath. We're not going to, we're not going to let you beat us deep. That's not going to happen. And so the fact that they've approached a lot of teams that way, you had to expect that it was going to be similar for Dallas. But do you think this was just an instance of, I know people, fans hate hearing this when they hear about execution and things like that. Do you think this was just an instance of Buffalo took away things over the top and then the rest of it came down to execution? There's no blueprint here. They took Dallas's quarterback out of this game is what they did. They made it difficult for Dak, you know, and all of a sudden Dak's trying to, you got, like I said, you got five across too deep, you know, now where are you going to throw the ball? All of a sudden, all he's seeing is, all he's seeing is blue jerseys, you know, and he's looking for his guys. Where are my guys? You know, and we, and I'll give you an example. One of the route, the ball late in the game that went down the field to CeeDee Lamb that he got whacked on, uh, Poyer hit him, just whacked yeah. him. And, and Dak read that, and he was right. It started off as a single high cover three look, and then it rotated to two deep. So as soon as it went too deep, Dak saw the opportunity to try and fit the ball into, into, uh, into Lamb. But what, but what Poyer did was we've seen so many weeks now where Cooks runs vertically through and all of a sudden, the safety cheats, thinking, "Uh-oh, got to carry the vertical route," mm-hmm. or I've got, or, or, or I turn my hips to, and then all of a sudden, whoa, wait, there's a ball behind me now, yeah, you know. And almost Poyer never ever looked at, never did look at Cook, at Cooks. He never looked at Cooks, and so. He stayed. Which, which what, what did we say when we previewed Buffalo's defense? We said Jordan Poyer may not be the same player anymore, but he will not make mistakes. He's not, not going to make no, IQ you said mistakes. That. You absolutely said that. And every safety that we've seen the Cowboys play this year honors that vertical vertical ball to Cooks and it or the, the threat, the threat. And they were hoping that they could get Poyer to turn and then run in behind him and throw the ball before he could react. He didn't do that way. That just shows you what. How many times in that game were Dallas receivers playing defensive backs, knocking passes? You know, and this was a team that really struggled. If you read the metrics, really struggled with tight window throws or creating them. Struggled with with open throws and wide open throws near the bottom of the league in yeah. all those areas. And they didn't give up nada. 
You know, it was it was a tough, tough game. And, you know, it just wasn't there wasn't the 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 route combinations. There wasn't the the home run plays because you're dropping seven back there. And then all of a sudden that four man rush started breaking you down a little bit. And Dak's trying to like, okay, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding up, you know, sack. Or, you know, or they have a bust. You know, one of the sacks they gave up was, um, you know, with uh, your, the, you know, your right guard, with, with Martin being your, uh, your young kid at right guard. And, you know, he, he broke down one time. And, and so all of a sudden Rico Dowdle has to pick up for, you know, for the, the, the mistakes that, you know, were made there. You know, at the at the guard spot with Bass, you know, with Bass, yeah. So Bass misses his guy, and now Dowdle has to help pick up because Russo. Everybody's kind of that whole right side starting to cave in. How what? How was Bass overall? Did you feel like I felt like overall he wasn't bad, but the I, when I, whenever I had my eyes on him in pass protection, I yeah. felt like he was holding his own for the most. He part. was he was holding his own. He he was not the. The one time, though, like I said, they're going to try and run a corner route with CeeDee Lamb, and it's open. But what happens? You get you get Bass gives up the, the pressure, and now Dowdle has to pick up. Dotson, the linebacker, sees. He's key, he's key blitz, and he sees his, his running back pick up. So what does he do? He blitzes. He's like, okay, well, if you're going to help you know, pick up, then I'm going to rush. Well, then him, Russo, and Dak's got, you know, they, Dak can't get the ball to Lamb. Where yeah. Lamb is open on the on the on the corner route, you know he can't get it to him. That was their day yesterday. That was their day of they just they could not find any space out there. And when they did find space, I still am confused by Dak's interception. I'm confused because there were two routes. I don't know. He probably was throwing the ball to Cook short, Cook short to get the first. But the way the ball sailed. There was a route behind Cooks with Lamb. Did he mm-hmm. did he throw it? Was he trying to get the ball to Lamb and he was short, or did he throw the ball too high to Cooks? I don't. Which know. it was. It was by that point of the game. I think it was raining. Is it? Uh, is it more likely? Shouldn't have been, shouldn't have it, been it, in there. Should, should, shouldn't yeah. typically. But it, if we're saying like which is more likely that he just completely sails Cooks or in the rain does he maybe just short one? Is, is I don't it possible? Know. See, it didn't look like it slipped that, at all? That's what I'm trying to figure out. The ball was so high, and Cooks was open. I mean, he was open. You, usually Dak puts it right in the middle of the three, and then you get your first down, and you just keep going. But yeah. that ball was so damn high that I thought, was he throwing? Was he trying to hit? You know, Because earlier in the game, they hit, a, they hit a corner route with CD. You know, they hit, a, they hit a little route on the sidelines that he fit. they fitted in there you know, pretty well. But I, it was – it was. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Dak was throwing the ball. He just overshot Cooks, and he was trying to get the ball to, uh, or he was trying to get the ball to Lamb behind him. It. You. you, you when you when you see the all twenty two, you tell me what you think, or just, if you have the opportunity to ask somebody. Please do. Just. You know. uh, it, it was. It was a brutal showing there in Buffalo. I'll tell you what. As as Nick Eatman pointed out, when you consider the last two times they've gone to Buffalo, it was Kellen oh, Moore's sixteen to six loss, mm. and the time before that. It was the uh, Tony Romo five interception game against Buffalo. So, I mean, what we're looking at probably, Brian, out of 180 minutes of football in Buffalo, they've probably played two minutes of good football out of that 180. Well, they, they, they've never had a lead there. 
the two right, the look, look, the two houses of horrors we know now, <laughs> Buffalo and Arizona. Yeah. Just don't play any games in Buffalo or Arizona. Hey, and the next time they right. show up in Buffalo, it's going to be a new stadium there. So get rid of that old rich stadium or Jack, uh, Jack, uh, Ralph, Ralph Wilson, Wilson yeah. uh, whatever you want to call it. Just get rid of that. Thing's like the Metrodome to me. It's it is it's been rough, that's for sure. You're listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners. Our Dean first Julia question. got after me a little bit for calling him Did out. Did he? Did yeah, he? he got after me. He went at you? Yeah, he That's went it. after me. He says, hey, I know I'm not supposed to ask, ask questions. I'm like, man, please don't do that. Look, I'm just uh, you're, having you're, fun you're, with you, folks. Really, you're, you're, hurting, you're, you're hurting our, uh, the, the namesake of our mailbag. You're hurting his feelings, yeah. man. Come on. Uh, first question here from uh, Hillary, Dean also Julie. known as Molly <laughs> Vegas. Uh, Hillary wants to know, she says, do the Cowboys have the personnel to stop the run? Can they make adjustments at this point in the season so they can be competitive with the best teams, San Francisco, Miami, Buffalo Ravens? Or is this just something that it it is what it is and they're not going to be able to fix it until they get new personnel? Yeah, I think that to me, it's uh, Dan Quinn tried a couple of things. He even tried the slant fronts, you know, and if if you go through, if you go through and, and just watch the game, he's, He's trying to move his front so he didn't have to play toe to toe. He's trying to maybe run blitz a little bit. He's trying to bring guys in, you know, maybe create an opportunity where they're pulling, but all of a sudden you slant and then you're able to get up the field and kind of create a, a tackle for loss situation. He tried. He he honestly did. I know people are kicking him in the in the rear end about you know what they did, but you you I I believe this now and I I just what I've seen now two of the bad road losses were before the offense got its new lease on life. Am I right about that? Before yeah. the bye week. Arizona bad loss and San Francisco bad loss. That was pre-bye week. We're changing the offense up a bit. Okay, so uh, you went to Philadelphia, should have won that game. Played good on offense, though. Good enough to probably win that football game. But at the end, you messed it up at the you know. The Buffalo game, defensively, uh, that was just out of whack. I mean, that's out of whack because of the offense. So um, does he have the personnel to play really good run defense? Probably not. Probably not. Not, not. Now, Hankins, does he make a difference? Yeah, because, you know, Carl Hankins doesn't fix those edges, though. Yeah, and, 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 okay, and you know what? I can't say anything about Mozzie Smith because what happens is if I do say anything positive about Mozzie Smith and people are focusing on him because he's supposed to be a run stopper, he's supposed to be a first-round pick. Not supposed to. He was a first-round pick. He's supposed to be a run stopper, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, not all of this is Mozzie Smith. I, I could read Osa Odigizawa to you. I could read Golston to you. you can, I, I, I looked at every single run that Buffalo had. And, I mean, you could look at my notes, and everybody had a turn of messing this thing up. You know, Osa, uh, Golston, uh, Clark, Bell, 
Wilson. Yeah, just just take a guy. Everybody mm-hmm. had that moment of OS. Oh, what am I doing here? You know, kind of a thing. So, I, I I think it's going to be a little bit of a. I think you know they could play eight man box, but what happens? Boom! Let's see the ball going over the top, and maybe 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 they weren't a lot of confidence in without Hooker there. You know, maybe they yeah. maybe who was a Hooker, surprise and active. That was a really surprise active because that one during Thursday I asked about that, and then I got a don't worry about Hooker, and then when he went on the inactive list, I went setback question mark and it's like no it just didn't respond like we thought it was going to respond and i'm like cool that's fine so anything you hear about zach martin i got that today oh a lot better today okay well let's see how the week progresses before we say zach martin is going to play this week but to answer molly's question um your best defense against the run is your offense that can make somebody one-dimensional they can't fix this right now. Now, they could play Evans and maybe some others. Maybe they go with a little bit more size. This is why I wanted Shaq Leonard. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because it was going to be a bigger body, a bigger run defender in there. I, I just had a feeling that this wasn't going to be right. And so that would allow you to take Bell and do other things with him. You know? By the way, yeah. real quick, <clears throat> can I give a shout-out to somebody on the, one of the players? Hunter yes. Lipke. I know Hunter Lipke. Pollard ran the ball well. Hunter Lipke, to me, in the opportunities he had as a run blocker, he did a great job. He went in there, dug people out, was physical, you know, hit square, didn't hit half man. Good, good game. This might be that light, that light switch moment for Hunter Lipke when you watch him play, but he did a really good job. I didn't want to get out the broadcast here without – saying something positive about him because there's a lot of times where I haven't said things positive about him. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we've gotten a lot of questions about him yeah, lately. Yeah, He's somebody but, yeah, that fans are really interested in. Yeah. but So Molly, absolutely. Yeah. Molly, I think you are who you are right now. You just need your offense to make opponents one-dimensional right now if you can. Next question from Charlie ATB. If this team cannot win big games on the road, what needs to change? Neither the offense or the defense seems to travel well at all. You remember, this used to be the Amari Cooper line. Like, Amari Cooper just doesn't play well on the road. It's just home. We're talking about historical differences now, Brian. I was looking this up today. The Cowboys are, uh, they've got a, a plus 171 point differential at home. It's one of the best numbers in, in the history of the NFL. And right now, they would be the only team in the history of the modern era. We're talking about since hash marks were invented forward pass behind the line of scrimmage Punch all that stuff. finger guy yeah yeah we're talking about that that type of nfl since 1933 this is this would be the only time in nfl history that a team had a 170 point differential at home and a negative point differential on the road which is what the cowboys have right now mm-hmm. what could possibly explain this and and how is it remedied yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question right now i, I mean cr- when you guys yeah, sure. Christy, did you ever have a time when in no. your Green Bay teams or anybody where you guys just were not the same team? I'm sure you guys weren't the hell, same team. Under the from Jason Garrett, under the Jason Garrett administration, they won eight. They were eight zero on the road. Remember mm-hmm. that? Like, I mean, there were several. They were terrible at home, and they were really good on the road. Yeah, it was, it was 2014, I think. Yeah, it was crazy how that how that 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 went. But to me, I kind of think about the situation with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have a I don't have a great answer. I just. This this offense, we're all guessing and, and, right now at this no, point. No, no, no. And I'll say this: this would be my best guess for this offense. 
okay, when you're at home, we all hear the, here we go, you know, communication's good, crowd's quiet, you seem like you're in a little bit of rhythm, you're playing in dry conditions, you know, you're, you're on a fast track. You know, there's a lot of things about this home that's really, really good for this offense. Mm-hmm. It really, it clicks. It puts a lot of pressure on the opponents, but you do see communication. You do, it's, it's, they're able to talk. The calls are made. You don't have to do the hand signal to get the snap off. How many times you watch Dak stab his foot trying to get the damn ball? You know, now yeah. all of a sudden there's the stress of that. So there's some things to this offense that doesn't, I mean, it looked very weak one through five yesterday offensively. It looked that way, except they ran the football. And if they could have kept the game in check, they could have run it even more, which probably would have been better off. But to me, it's it's kind of that problem. They Could there be communications problems? Uh, could the combinations, like say, that offense looked very week one through week five yesterday, the way it played. That, that It didn't even look like the team – that we've seen the previous weeks with the route combinations, the way the quarterback's playing, the blocking, the, those those things were that that was really disappointing in that regard. Yeah, I, I think you you've hit on something though the the communication aspect of it, the the cadence, the everything that that goes into playing smooth, at home is smooth. Yeah, very smooth. It seems. And I mean, very, there's something to be it said. It flows that this, so well. I mean, it's just bam, 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 bam down the field. Yeah, and this is this is a team that, in a lot of ways, is a finesse football team. That's going to play better on turf a lot of times. That's yeah. just the, the the natural way that it is. They can play faster. They like to play really fast. That's probably another angle of it. Uh, last one here from Vic, and, and this is something that you you've sort of addressed in in broad terms, but maybe a little more specifically. Why every time Dak sees too high man coverage, he just freezes? It's like he struggles That's to weird. move the ball. Yeah, it's weird. It's you know, there's and, and some I, some of the teams have thrown some too high at him this year, and he's had some success with it. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know why yesterday was such a problem. It just it Buffalo it there was no space, and and, and Buffalo was so they, they struggle at that. They struggle. You look at the the metrics going into the game. You were thinking, what's an advantage the Cowboys have? Their Cowboys have the advantage of the receivers' ability to run routes and play with quickness and get open. The tight end, the two wide receivers, they were. It, it was like it was like Mike McCarthy had a wet weather game plan that yeah. that wasn't that didn't need to be. Uh, my only, I'm a racing fan. Everybody knows me knows I love auto racing. Mm-hmm. You put you put dry tires on when the course is wet. You are going to slide and go and spin and do and everything. You put rain tires on a dry course, you were going to burn up the tires and not go anywhere. Yesterday to me seemed very much like dry tires, wet tires. You know, your game plan probably was going to be for wet conditions. And it wasn't wet conditions until you had fallen behind in the second half. Christy Scales tells us at the end of the third quarter, it started pouring down rain. You know, but up until that point, your game plan appeared like you had a wet weather game plan. You know, and I maybe I don't know. I'm, it's something you just throw out there, but I kind of it just didn't. That wasn't the normal offense that we see. But give Buffalo a lot of credit. And to your question about Dak, you know, sometimes you those seven guys dropping in a zone and all fanning out and playing where they're supposed to play, and there's no openings in the zone. 
you know, that's that's a, that's a hard look for that's not only a hard look for Dak, but that's a hard look for a lot of quarterbacks. Is is the key to being able to run that successfully against Dak and the Cowboys? Do you just have to have really smart, disciplined safeties like Buffalo does? Yeah, is, is that is that is that helps. honestly what it is? It helps because Rasheel Douglas was beat so bad on that first play. You know, the ball that went down the field to Cooks, they just didn't hit it. He could. Douglas had to be terrified because every game he's ever played against the Cowboys has been a nightmare for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that would have been the way to start the game right there if you could have pulled that off. But man, you're the quarterback, the line, the receivers. It looked so weak. Three offense, week four offense, where where there just wasn't a lot to it. It was it was drop back and hope. A lot of drop back and hope yesterday. You know. Didn't work Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And, and and hope hopefully it gets better, Brian, against the Miami yeah. Dolphins this Ooh. weekend. Three more games to go. Uh, division isn't done yet, but it's looking a little unlikely for you. By the way, as we record this, it is 10-3 Eagles at halftime against the Seattle Seahawks, who are without Geno Smith. So um, it's setting up nicely for you to be the number five seed again, which right now, Brian, that would set up with you going on the road against Tampa Bay. I will say again. this. I will say this, though, Bobby. I will say this. Watch out for the L.A. Rams. If the Rams are the seventh seed, that's a team that could go to Philadelphia and take the two out right there. They're hard for charging, you. and then all of a sudden, then what happens? That lower that lower seed goes boom right back into. Is it lower seed or San Francisco? Seed? Yeah, lower, lower seed goes. Lower, lower seed, seed will go to San Francisco. San Francisco. And hey, who knows what's happened with the Rams and Frisco? I mean, they they played a lot of these. That that my hope. That's how I'm hoping things set up. I'm hoping that somehow this is how you get your home championship game. If if all of a sudden the Rams go on one of those miracle runs, you know, and 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 then knock knock Philadelphia out, then knock San Francisco out. But you got to find a way to win on the road too. Whether you go to Tampa or man, Tampa, nice win at Green Bay yesterday. Didn't oh, Baker Mayfield. One. Didn't just absolutely destroyed that defense. Didn't see that one coming. Mm. Nope. It's uh, it, it's it, the uh, as a wise man once said, the NFL is a strange lady. Brian brought us. Uh, t-shirts. I know you. T-shirts. You ha- you have somebody to. make a T-shirt and send it to Bobby. You know what? This says you need, NFL is a strange lady. Please. You need to you need to also partner with Kent Garrison for his song "She's a Lady" and make it somehow you yeah. know the NFL is a strange lady. She's a oh, strange lady. The, you know the, the sickest kids, right? Forever the, the sickest kids, Forever man. The sickest kids. That's a good Dallas band, by the way. Forever it the is. That, that's Kent a great Garrison. song. She's a lady. Yep. There you go. It's a good one. All right, for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. That does it for us. We'll talk Love to you guys again next time. <laughs>